episode 393 of Global From Asia, Rising Sun, talking about Japan, things happened during COVID, and some great opportunities for those looking to enter the market. Let's do this. Welcome to the Global From Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now, your host, Michael Michelini. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for watching or listening. I don't think you're watching as much as you're listening, but I got a nice little background here in my light and in my little creative space. Doubling down like never before with content creation, business, like trying to not burn out. But we are making things. There's just so much happening, so much happening. I feel like the world's on freezing. China's reopened. We're gonna do a Canton Fair tour in April, phase two, 23rd to the 27th. Join our newsletter to be more informed. We just sent out a newsletter about it. But that's 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 later. That's later. Today's show, we are talking about Japan. Gary Huang, Seven Figure Seller Summit, 8020 Sourcing, friend of mine, was in Shanghai for quite a long time and got into Japan during COVID and spent a lot of time there and decided to relocate his, his whole family, his wife, his child and everyone and he's making a lot of things happen there. It's been a fascinating conversation about his story, Japan, the opportunity and an amazing conference that he's organizing coming up right in April. So it's one good opportunity for you to consider in this hidden market in the rising sun, globalformation.com slash rising sun for show notes, links, videos, transcripts, whatever. Let's tune into the show. And then after I did a little bit of blah, blah, blah about, about some thoughts. All right, let's tune into Gary. Are you looking for a cross-border logistics company from Asia to the East and the West? Then look no further. Cross Better Logistics is a solution for you. From ocean shipping to air freight, from factory to 3PL warehouse, Amazon FBA, and Walmart. Cross Better Logistics is an experienced service provider for e-commerce sellers and B2B traders on TPS Trade. As a GFA Partner Level sponsor, let them know we sent you and they'll take care of you. Check them out at www.crossbetter.com today. All right, we're here with another Global From Asia podcast, a friend of mine, previous guest, Gary Huang. It's great to have you today, Gary. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's great to, to be on here with you, Mike. Uh, last time we met up, we were in Bangkok, and now I'm in Japan. So the world it's, is moving very quickly, but yeah, super excited to be on. Yeah, it's, you know, we've been keeping in touch. You know, we got to meet finally again in Bangkok, but uh, yeah, it's been a crazy few years. We'll talk about a little bit of your, uh, your experiences these years and also some ex- insights about Japan. So yeah, I know you from, you know, you do quite, you do, you know, you're like me, I think we do a lot of things. You're a seller, you have your 80-20 sourcing, and you also do the seven-figure seller summit, which has done really well over the years. I've shared that in the past. So you're, yeah, you've been through quite, quite a bit, right? I mean, maybe we just start off with, start off with that. Like, do you want to... I mean, I think yeah. where do we where do we start, or or did I get everything of your intro? I mean, you're there's really some cool yeah, stuff I you think, got going on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you you covered a lot, and uh, the pandemic. You know, I know Mike. Your family has been moving around. Uh, yeah, we we both have young families. 
we have that commonality for become entrepreneurs, Amazon sellers, and you do events as, as well. So I think we have a lot of intersections. And that, that's why I enjoy talking to you because it's like, you know, fatherhood, entrepreneurship, and Amazon income. So we have those like intersections. So I guess like, where should we start? Like during the pandemic, like the move to Japan? Yeah, I think, or, I think yeah. so. I mean, I'm feeling like, I think a lot of people know you as in Shanghai, right? You did meetups there and, you know, you were there for quite some time. Uh, yeah, so. And then I think, I can't even recall myself, so I'm almost curious, but I feel like around, that was, did you leave because of the pandemic or was it just happened to be? Before? Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll just give the, yeah, the quick overview. Um, so I'm from LA originally. I was born and raised in Los Angeles, went to school there. I moved out to Shanghai in 2008. So I lived in Shanghai for 11 years. I met my wife there. My son was born there. Uh, so we lived there all the way up until 2019. So I still remember at that time, my son was one year old. It was around November Thanksgiving. I was freezing cold in Shanghai. My wife and I discussed it. We're like, we want to go somewhere warm. We want to get away from the cold. This is all before COVID. Yeah. We didn't know what was going to happen. So I guess, you know, serendipitously or whatever you want to call it, we left China with two suitcases. With, with, you know, we planned to travel for a couple months in Southeast Asia. So we went to Thailand and then we went to Vietnam. And then COVID hit. I, I think it was towards the tail end of our trip in January. And we were scared to come back to China. And then, um, you know, my wife had a Chinese passport and then she already had a visa to Japan. So we're like, okay, let's, let's just extend our trip to go to Japan because she has a visa. And so we just sat on Okinawa because we were transiting through Hong Kong in a short flight. My son was like one year old at the time. We didn't want to go too far, but we didn't want to do like, you know, trans-Pacific, like 12 hour flight back to the States. So like, well, okay, let's just go to Okinawa. So, I mean, long story short, we ended up living in Japan for two and a half years because, you know, I still can't go back to China. I still can't get like the right visa. And so we couldn't go back to China. We ended up staying in Japan on the tourist visa. Legally, we, we were not like, Illegals. The Japanese immigration was very accommodating. Uh, every three months, I think they knew us by, by like the second six months that we were there. Every three months, we go back to renew our visas, and you know because we couldn't go back to China because of COVID. So um, basically, we lived in Okinawa for two and a half years because of COVID. And yeah, we're very fortunate. You know, the government was very accommodating, and you know, it's great weather down there. It, People call it the Hawaii of Japan. A lot of true. nice beaches. We're diving. And I, I know you've been to Japan before. Yeah, as well. I've been there. Yes, yeah. currently yeah. my only Jap- Japanese experience. I was it was a startup weekend, like Asia Summit or something for different organizers when I was doing startup weekend, yeah. and I I just remember yeah, it, it makes sense. I've been to Hawaii too, so I would agree. It does. It is like the Hawaii of Japan or Asia. You know, it's like. Yeah. I, I saw a lot of golf at golf courses and like amazing mm-hmm. beaches, you know, yeah. resorts. It's, yeah. it's and nice... they wear those like Hawaiian tropical shirts as well. They have like <laughs> their own Okinawa spin on it. So like oh, really? the workers there. Yeah, it's like totally anti Tokyo. Tokyo, everyone's in suit and tie. And then in Okinawa, like I think officially spring until autumn, everyone's wearing like short sleeve, like Hawaiian shirt. Um, they call it the Kariyushi. It's like it kind of has like a Japanese Okinawa twist on it with uh, the symbolism, which is which is kind of cool. But yeah, a lot of you know, similarities to the Hawaii. Event. So, so yeah, we were there 
until October of last year. And then finally, Japan was opening up and they, they finally decided not to renew our visa. Like, you have to find a way to go home. You know, I didn't even know where home was anymore. So yeah. we still wanted to, to live in Japan because we really enjoyed the culture here, here. And then you know, there's opportunity here as well because while I was here, in Japan, I started selling on Amazon Japan because I noticed that, you know, yeah. even when we were living in Okinawa, you know, people were getting Amazon deliveries everywhere, right? And then Amazon is the biggest, you know, online platform in Japan. They overtook Rakuten. So you really? can get like everything. Yeah, you can get everything on Amazon. Like I'm moving to a new apartment next week and I asked the, the realtor, like, hey, where do I go for like, you know, furniture and refrigerator and stuff? He's like, go on Amazon. It's fast and free delivery. You know, they like here in Tokyo now, they do same day delivery. So you can get like you know, groceries, you can get like electronics, or like power banks. Yeah, it's super convenient. Um, so yeah, that's that, so, so yeah, October last year, we decided to go to Thailand just because of visa issues. And then with our goal of coming back to Japan, because I am starting up a new company in Japan. So that would enable us to stay long term on a business manager visa. Got so it. we went to Thailand, which is one of you know, we went full circle back to Thailand. Yeah, <laughs> in we twenty nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, we and I met we met up, you know, Mike and I met up in person uh in, in Bangkok and we still to to do that. We're very fortunate that we were able to get the Japan visa done, you know, while we were in Thailand. We went to the embassy to get it done. So uh, long story short, we just moved to Tokyo about less than a month ago, and yeah, we're um, organizing the first ever Amazon conference in Japan. Uh, literally, yeah. nobody's ever done it before. I thought before, like people have done it in Japanese, but it turns out nobody has done like a full-on Amazon seller-focused conference, um, even in Japanese. So we're going to wow. do this in English. It's going to be April, April fourth and fifth. I think it's going to be great to help sellers selling to learn how to sell in Amazon Japan which not very many people are talking about. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, it's really, I didn't know what it overtook. I can't remember how to speak that. Rakutuken? Rakutuken? I thought, yeah. Rakuten. I mean, I, Rakuten, yeah. Rakuten. Rakuten, yeah. They were the biggest player by Amazon that's overtaking them. You see, like, the Amazon Prime, like, delivery guys just, like, running around to, like, Tokyo Interesting. Kind of like the U.S. And they have like Amazon Fresh, like the grocery equivalent as well. And yeah, man, you literally you can get everything on Amazon. A lot of potential. And then, yeah. So, and, and I, I was talking to Amazon as well. We were, we were in contact with Amazon. Japan, Tokyo office, as well as their U.S. office. Amazon, actually, they, they reviewed our event. They checked our site. They looked at the speakers and they said that they want to get involved. So Amazon is actually sending someone from Seattle. They're going to fly them in from Seattle to Tokyo in April to speak, to share some best practices about Japan, how to really scale up your business, how to build your brand, also on the advertising side as well. Yeah, I'm very excited about the, about the yeah. opportunity there. Yeah, I know. It's been, I've been, we, we, like you said, when we, we've been working on it for a while and we've been chatting about it. And I didn't know it was the only uh, first one ever, even in Japanese. So it definitely seems. I, like saw, I thought, yeah, I, I thought that they had like Japanese events previously, but apparently it was either like an event like Amazon did just, you know, on site, you know, only with Amazon 
presenters, or it would be like a service provider, and then they would only have their own, you know, one company presenting. But there has never been like a full fledged conference that entails, you know, sellers. Like we have an eight figure seller presenting, Bernie Thompson, we've been selling on Amazon Japan for 10 years, and you have seven figure seller Nick Cat, who I believe you know as well. Nick's you know, he's, great. he's generating North. Of- yeah, and then he's been selling. He's been in Japan for thirty years. He's like my go-to guy. Any question about Japan, whether it's business or just like life, or even where to get like a like a cheap suit, like so I can blend into the Japanese business culture. I mean, I asked Nick. He's like the Japan guy. Yeah, he is. But yeah, I mean, yeah, but yeah, this is like the first ever you know full fledged Amazon conference that anyone's ever done. So okay. literally, we're like the first movers to do this. It's yeah, great. So, so, yeah. Yeah. It's really exciting. It's really exciting. So yeah, back we'll we'll definitely, you know, dive into this more, but I'm 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 also want to talk about the the story a bit or you're, you know, like you're you're seeing Amazon everywhere. I mean, this is 2020. I mean, has it so was it something you saw kind of grow or is it something with this Amazon growth during pandemic you think or before I mean I'm even curious okay. well I mean just to be transparent I've only like lived in Japan since the pandemic so I True. can't really comment you know since before the pandemic but during the pandemic there was a state of emergency so you know going outside you know retail shopping in-person shopping that was discouraged so you know many people just resorted to shopping online so Amazon did yeah. get that boost. Amazon Japan did get a boost as, as the rest of the world. Right? But now, even though Japan is open, you know, I'm sitting in a like co-working cafe right now, very busy, and you know, people are still using Amazon. I mean, I think just a perfect example is like that real estate agent said, right? Yeah, you know, because he helped us find a new apartment, and you know, it apartments in Japan are non-furnished. It's literally just two air conditioning units and a bare floor. You know, so he's like, go on Amazon, fast delivery. And yeah, I think there's huge potential. And there isn't, I mean, I, I don't know if you want me to comment more on, on the Amazon side or like. I mean, I think, you know, I guess yeah. you're saying during yeah. a pandemic, I mean, I guess the whole world was buying online. I mean, I think the whole search e-commerce, but I, I, I know you don't know before pandemic there, but I'm just, I mean, yeah, I mean, how, how was it, you know, I think it's just what you've seen in the last few years in Japan, even, you know, even during pandemic till now. I mean, I think they were the last ones to open, one of the last countries to even open up, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They didn't open it until November of 22. So they were one of the last ones and, you know, they were very, very conservative. And they have like restrictions against like uh, Chinese sensitive topic, but I, yeah. I think most of those uh, restrictions have gone away. But yeah, things in Japan, like, they don't move as quickly as some other places in the world. It's more, I guess, conservative, so to speak, or it takes more time uh, to get stuff done in Japan. It, it's like probably the opposite of mentality of like a Thailand or like a China. Got um, it. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, I think that's the main yeah point of the economy. And so, you know, I guess the next point, which we've kind of chatted about is the opportunity for Amazon Japan. 
So like, yeah, we mentioned Nick. Nick was on the show a few years ago, I think, right at the beginning of the pandemic, maybe, or before, right before it. And I, 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 I didn't list, I haven't reviewed it again, but I swear when we talked, I talked to him, it wasn't a number one. I remember him was talking about even other two or three. I remember him saying like the other two are bigger, but still Amazon Japan is big enough to make your market. So if you know Amazon Japan, I remember him saying something like this on this, on this podcast before at that time, he's like, yeah, it might not be the biggest, but you know, you know it already. It's already, you already know it in the U S or your other markets. And it's still big enough to in Japan, even as a second or a third, but now it's the first. So it's even a little bit of a different different perspective yeah. because it's the first but um you know you've been kind of getting you know me excited in this talk but uh, by being the biggest now uh, so you're of course i know you have your event i know you've been there a few years so you probably have a bias to it but can you give us the pitch for the opportunity for a current seller in the u.s or europe or yeah to come yeah, in i mean there's i think the number one thing is the, the lack of comp Competition because even though Japan is Amazon's number four biggest marketplace, not many sellers are considering it and not many people are even talking about it, right? I mean, it's not like a hot topic, which is kind of ridiculous to me because it's the fourth biggest marketplace. And at the same time, the level of competitors, there's actually fewer competitors selling in Japan than in. Even if you compare it to like Italy or like France, right? Those markets are much tinier than Japan, but there's fewer sellers there, so lower competition. I think but probably the biggest advantage for if you're an existing seller selling in US or selling in EU is you can move your listing from US or EU with your review to Japan. So you with zero sales history, Japan you can have same number of like if you have 2,000 reviews or if you have like even 200 reviews, you can instantly get the same number of reviews and start selling in Japan. So Japan has a lower review threshold compared to US and EU. So instantly you'll have that social proof. And then that can help you with even zero sales history in Japan. That can help you get a head start and it also can help you. And, and another reason to sell in Japan is lower PPC cost. So mm. the PPC will be lower for the same products versus US or EU. So I think there's a number of advantages, yeah, to, to sell into, into Japan. Got it. You know, I think maybe give us a little other side of the coin. I mean, I, the obstacles, the, you know, yeah. a little bit of the things you have to overcome. For me, I, I, I'll just be honest, Mike, I think it's kind of, kind of the bias. People feel like Japan is more of a closed market just my own i don't have any data or proof but i just mm. feel like it doesn't feel yeah. like it's open of a market generally yeah yeah i think one of the biggest challenges i mean besides language and culture of course but i mean you can overcome that because i mean to be honest even though i've lived here for two and a half years i still don't really speak japanese and i'm kind of um ashamed of that but i mean it's you don't need to know japanese to sell in the market central has the full English interface and on Japan sellers. And if you, you know, hire a VA, like a Japanese VA or assistant, they can help you with all the customer service side. And there's also agencies that can help you with localizing your listing, you know, beyond translation, images, uh, you know, all of those details. So there are there's always a way around it. I mean, I look at it this way, right? 
there's like the challenger, but if you're able to overcome yeah. the challenger, this is like a barrier to entry against exactly. your competition, right? Because most people will not be willing to invest the effort, That's time point. and effort. So, yeah, so they'll be outside the boat. So you guys, you will have the boat, you know, to protect you against your competition. But yeah, definitely there's differences, there's challenges. I think number one biggest thing is to import into Japan. You can't just use your US LLC that you can use like you know, many other countries. So to legally import into Japan, you need a, a company with a Japanese address or like a, a person with a Japanese address. So you will need something called an importer of records. So you can't, as a US LLC, be the importer of records. It has to be someone with a Japanese address. But there's companies out there, like importer of record companies that work with sellers. They can act as your importer of records to, to get around that. So I think that's one big challenge that um, sellers will face. The other is Japan has their own set of compliance and testing laws and regulations. Mm-hmm. I don't mean for Amazon Japan, but <clears throat> Japanese own like customs laws. So for yeah, example, importing. And, yeah, importing, right? So anything that touches food, you know, whether it's, whether it's actually like a supplement or even like a cup, you know, you have to have, like, make sure that it's compliant, it's tested using Japan's own, they have these appointed leverages. So you can't just hire any like, you know, SGA, you know, anywhere in the world. It has to be like one particular laboratory or their appointed laboratory. So that, but those are some of the, the challenges. You know, there's also some misconception. You don't need a Japanese company to operate business in Japan. You don't need to register for a company. There's also another myth. You don't need back registration, like GST to sell in Japan. Um, there are certain thresholds, but it will be easier than selling in dealing with that, you know, all the additional layers of bureaucracy. Uh, but yeah, I think those would be some of the, the biggest challenges that sellers would face um, selling in Japan. Okay. And this has been fun. So maybe we start talking about your conference. You mentioned at the beginning, the seven figure seller, japanmastermind.com. It's, he said April 4th and 5th, two days. I think there's also some fun stuff before and, um, and other activities, but the core events, the two day, full day event, as uh, you said, yeah. like, which I just learned in this call is the first official Amazon content, even English or Japanese about Japan and Japan. So that's really, really cool. And it's not official. Let, let's. Oh, sorry. I, I should have. I was. Yeah, yeah. It's I was kind of. Yeah, but but yeah. yeah, like it's, not official. Yeah, but first, it is an Amazon uh, Amazon focused you know, event. Yeah. yeah, Amazon focused event. Yes. Thanks for correcting me. Yes. Yeah. So what are what I see? Yeah. I, the site. We'll link the site up on the show notes. I'm looking at it as we as we talk. But yeah, there's great. Like you said, Nick Katz will be there. I've also seen some other good. You mentioned, you know, like Rob Stanley and others so so the format is like yeah because it's because it's you know got a really good niche focus what which somebody like what kind of people should come do you think are the better people to come yeah yeah so if you're already selling your products in the us or eu and and let's say you want you know you're growing you're scaling you want to take it to the next level if you want to expand it overseas i think japan is a great market fourth biggest market and again you can carry over your review right so you're not starting from scratch and you know we've had a number of case studies of sellers that's where you sell an additional three hundred thousand dollars a year up to nine hundred sixty thousand dollars a year in japan this can be done and i think the the key is you know it's going to be a two-day 
in-person events. We're going to keep it pretty intimate, um, about 50 to 100 sellers. But this way, you'll have plenty of opportunities to interact with other sellers, with you know the service provider. So you know we were talking about importer of record. There will be at least one, maybe two importer of records there so they can answer all your questions about importing product, about the compliance testing, about localizing the listing. You know, we'll have these experts as well about PPC, about Japan marketing strategy. You know, there's native marketing apps in Japan and Facebook doesn't work very well in Japan because Japanese people don't really use Facebook, but there's, you know, a native Japanese marketing social media channels as well. So literally, I think the, the biggest takeaway is not only, you know, learning how to sell in Japan, but also building these contacts, right? Because, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I wasn't able to find a lot of information on Japan um, you know, online. So basically everyone's going to be there. And also, you know, Amazon's going to be there. So we're going to have someone from Amazon US and someone from Amazon Japan. So you'll be able to ask questions directly to Amazon and you'll be able to build possibly a relationship with Amazon because they're going... I'm pushing them to offer some incentive to the people that come to this event. Yeah. Okay. So I'm kind of like twisting their arm and like fighting for you guys. Like, awesome. I want these guys, like the first movers, I want you guys to have every advantage you can get. Right. So you'll be able to get FaceTime with Amazon, you know, in the two days. We're also going to have breakout uh, small group mastermind session in the afternoon. So we're going to take everything you learn in the morning and then we're going to turn it around. So you, know, you guys will be able to share about your business right now. Like, hey, you know, maybe with this product, I'm not sure about Japan. You know, what should I do? You know, if I have a question about importing, right? So it would be a hot seat format. So, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, if Mike, you've probably been in a mastermind, right? There's yeah, kind of like sure, man. some like vulnerability, right? You got to care about, you know, not just your success, but, you know, what's going wrong with your business. So this way you can get some real feedback from other sellers. So, I mean, there's a degree of, like serendipity to it, right? Because we don't know which group you'll be in, but I always feel that when you get together with other sellers, like-minded sellers and speakers, you know, you'll get a lot, you know, so much more value if you're trying to do this by yourself, right? Because we're coming out of the whole pandemic. And I think, you know, now's the time to kind of, you know, regroup, re, re, you know, kind of pivot your, your business in 2023. So uh, I think those, those are the main things that might be those important. And also, you know, as you mentioned, we got some like fun stuff planned as well. Maybe you want to hear more about that. Like, cause it is Japan. Japan's like, you know, one of the coolest places in the world, you know, not just like the food, but like there's different like, you know, cultural things going on at the time as well. So uh, I don't know if you, if you want to like, yeah, there was a well. cherry blossom time, right? Is that what it's called? The- yeah. So like, you know, Japan, I think it was like the number one most wanted to be like visited destination during the pandemic so now it's just fully open and one of the most popular times of year in japan is during the cherry blossom or the sakura season no. so this is one of the reasons i designed the event to be in april because the, the cherry blossoms will be in full bloom. um so it's a beautiful time of year to be here but not only that so after day one april 4th like in the evening we're going to do a networking event in the park in <laughs> tokyo a major park under the cherry blossom tree. And then this is actually like a Japanese cultural thing that some people don't know about. Like during the cherry blossom season, like the salary men and the salary women have to work. They actually go down to like the park. They lay down a picnic spread with, you know, sake, you know, beer, bento, sushi boxes and stuff. They drink the night away. 
you know, so we're going to deliver that flavor, you know, give you guys a, a taste of that, that you can only get into Japan nowhere else. So, you know, I think that's, you know, a great way to network with other speakers, other sponsors as well. So that's something that we're going to do at day one. And then the, the day before we start the pre-event, the registration on April 3rd, we're also going to have a reception in kind of like a little low-key Japanese bar slash restaurant, like an izakaya restaurant. So we'll have free flow drinks, we'll have food, uh, you know, so it's another great chance to get to know the other sellers, get to know all the speakers. Because I, you know, you know, like I, I've been to a number of events and most times I learn more just like talking to other people, like not necessarily in the conference room, but maybe over like the lunch table or maybe like you know, over a beer or something. So I think I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to like create the right environment. So, yeah, you know, people with a good balance of, you know, learning and also like networking, and, you know, uh, building awesome. relationships. Cause I, I think yeah. that's, that's key, you know, for your, for our business success. Sounds really, yeah, you definitely put a lot of thought in it with the timing. You know, we had even chatted when you were in Bangkok. I know you've been really preparing for this. I think you also put together a little, a little, bonus for some of the listeners i think a certain amount of first come first serve maybe we should we share it in the notes or just i could just link it i could just put it on the show notes maybe but i think we got a little yeah cool. i mean i also you know i wanted to help out with the global form asia community i know that you know mike puts a lot of work into you know his podcast and he's a super busy man but i just wanted to offer a little incentive so if you guys are interested we're offering four hundred dollars off the ticket. So this way, I mean, it's two full days of the, the conference and the mastermind and the meal. So lunch will be con- in- included. I'm making sure like it will be like a delicious, uh, the food is going to be awesome. And so you guys will get $400 off with coupon code GFA Japan, GFA JAPAN. Awesome. So yeah, just, uh, but that's only for the first 10. So I, I mean, I can't offer that to everybody because, you know, obviously we have our own expenses. Um, you know, in Japan, but yeah, just hopefully that helps some people that might be interested in, in joining us. It's great. No, definitely. It's appreciated to help these help some of our listeners and viewers out. So, all right. I mean, I know, yeah, like you said, we're both making things happen. Super busy. I'm really happy to see you pushing ahead with this event. I know it's a lot, a lot of things to do, but it looks jam packed with value. So. All right, Gary, I think I think that's all for today. Is there any last things you want to add? I think, you know, some of the frequently asked questions about Japan. Uh, yeah, let's uh, Just go. for people that might be on the fence. Number one, do you need a visa for Japan? If you're coming from the U.S. or if you're coming from a European country, I think there's about like 80 countries that can uh, go to Japan visa-free. So you probably don't need a visa, but if um, definitely check. And the other thing is, a lot of people think that Japan is super expensive, but actually the Japanese yen is very weak right now against the U.S. dollar. I think last year it was at about a 30-year low. The exchange rate was a 30-year low. So it's actually, some people might be pleasantly surprised compared to the inflation that you're seeing in the U.S. and a lot of other parts of the world. It might be affordable to mm-hmm. come to Japan right now with the weeks. Yeah. So just a couple of things to, to keep in mind going forward. And yeah, I think other than that, I, I think, you know, again, it's, uh, it's a great opportunity and, uh, yeah, it's, it's safe. It's friendly. You know, people are friendly. Here. 
yeah Great. looking forward to it like it really sounds good thanks so much gary for coming on again are you going to join us by the way mike are you going to come to tokyo this time around i i want to i want to make it it i'm gonna i'm maybe by the time the show comes online i'll confirm with the family and okay everything. yeah yeah but i really I mean, want to go um, yeah you should come if you can you can come it's okay a, a great time love to have you I know. I I have, like I said, only been to Okinawa, so it's not. It's kind of like, like you said, it's a lot different than Tokyo. So it seems like yeah. a great chance. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be awesome. Awesome, buddy. Okay. All right. Well, thanks. All right. Gary. Well, thanks so much for having me, Mike. It's been thanks. a pleasure. Thanks, man. Really been great. And thank you to our sponsor, our returning sponsor, Mercury.com Online Bank. Well, it's a real bank, but you can do it totally online for us. Our Blimp program participants are going through this as well. Thank you, Mercury. Travis is great there. He's been on our show. He's been in our events. We're going to have another event where we will have them attending as well. And if you want to get a little bonus for you and us, if you sign up and do some special circumstances, you can go to globalformasia.com slash Mercury. I also have a video tutorial that we use even for the Blimp people. I use the same exact video to learn how to use it. I hope... You can check it out totally free why not see you there thanks gary for sharing i got some insights honestly you know like i mentioned i had we had nick Cass on the show a few years ago a couple years ago and we'll link that also in the show notes if you want to dive into that one and i don't recall it being discussed as the biggest market in in japan of amazon i think that's a new or update and it gives you even another reason to enter this market you know i think a lot of people feel like there's big barriers and and uh, more complexities i know a lot of people talk about europe you know we were talking about europe with with nick before just a few shows ago and maybe you should look at japan and this is an interesting opportunity, of course, head out to, to meet Gary and the other amazing people there at the events. And Amazon will be there and a lot of things will be happening. So definitely check out his offer and we got a discount as always for our community here and listeners of GFA. And I just am excited about what the world is going into. So now in my blah, blah, blah session, you know, China's been reopening, we're planning a Canton Fair trip there and we are doing lots of stuff i'm trying to hold on you know I'm, I'm i'm also getting to know amazon pretty well lately it's like gary's mentioned and singapore and vietnam and thailand we're doing another meetup on february 25th just a few days after the show goes online it's already planned and next week's show or the next show will be the recording from the first meetup here in chiang mai and there's just um I just feel like everybody's into this networking, right? Gary's got his Japan event. There's, a, you know, Canton Fair. There's these meetups. There's workshops. we got Cross Border Summit coming in November here in Chiang Mai. It's a good time to come out. So much happening. I just feel like it's this pent-up energy from years of being locked down. So I think I'll keep it at a wrap at this point. Thanks for listening and watching and sharing and liking and feedbacking. I haven't even checked if we got reviews on these platforms, but so much more in store. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Keep taking action, even every day, just even a small little action, it, it snowballs. I feel like that's, that's how it is here at Global Formation and the community and people I talk to. You just keep chipping away. And one day there's gonna be breakthroughs, some days are gonna be a little bit harder. Honestly, I'm a little bit exhausted right now. It's been grinding like non-stop. So, 
But we get these breakthroughs and we sometimes gotta take a little bit of a breather one day and just get some things done. Maybe we'll get a haircut later and just make it happen. So globalfromasia.com slash rising sun for the show notes. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.